1: WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, 20 years of intelligent talk.
3: With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. Work continues on getting President Biden's tax and spend bill into law, but Iowa Senator Joni Ernst says Democrats are trying to squeeze a wide range of unrelated social agenda items into that bill, even though they're supposed to stick with budgetary items Yet they're trying to pass the bill using reconciliation.
4: Um, We'll have to see what the text is, but we do believe it won't fit into reconciliation, but that doesn't stop the Democrats.
3: Speaking with the Salem Radio Network this week, Ernst says they continue to press a wide range of leftist priorities, including amnesty for illegals, which they hope would gain them more Democrat votes. Ernst adds that their tactics are in clear violation of the reconciliation rules, clearly laid out by the Senate parliamentarian. group of 20 leaders unanimously today endorsed a global minimum tax on corporations, a move being hailed by Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. This is SRN News.
1: Mike Gallagher gives you a look at today's Democrats.
3: They're anti-police. They're against parent involvement in their kids'
5: curriculum. They want to gouge us with more and more taxes. They'll cancel you if you don't comply, ask Dave Chappelle. That's the left. That's today's Democrat party.
1: It is an extraordinary thing to witness. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot,
6: Intelligent Radio. Your forecast for today, we're looking at sunny and a high of 54 with a low of 36 for tonight. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and a high of 45 with a low of 30. With the Patriot Half-Off Deals Program, you can save 50% or more on great products and services in the Twin Cities area. Right now, get half-off on Mathnasium or Champion Plumbing. Visit am1280thepatriot.com and click the Half-Off Deals icon or call 651-405-8800. 651-405-8800. This is AM1280 The Patriot.
2: Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded.
1: Welcome back, Twin Cities and World.
8: It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that's making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve A The Patriot. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, ShotInTheDark.info, which is creeping up towards, uh, right up towards its 20th anniversary as the top of the pile among Minnesota's C-list political blogs, a genre that, well, barely exists anymore. That's fine. I'm happy to be at the uh, the, the, the top fish In a non-existent pond, that's perfectly fine. Uh, Myself, uh, First Ringer, and Mr. D hold court there weekly, and uh, glad to have you stop by. Of course, this broadcast, merely three months away, three mere months away for, I guess, from its 18th anniversary dominating Twin Cities weekend media. And I think of all the things that have changed. I mean, we're heading towards two decades on the air. In fact, this station has been celebrating its 20th anniversary on the air for this past year, I mean, ever since uh, March 19th, when we had our 20th anniversary of switching to conservative talk, we have been dominating uh, the Twin Cities media for these past 20 years. And, and it's interesting, all the things that have changed over the last 20 years. I mean, Pearl Jam putting up good records, AOL being the place to go to get online, uh, all the other things that have changed in these last 20 years. One of the things that has changed... Uh, is is the fact that I I was thinking about this a while ago I haven't heard Al Gore talk in almost that entire time 20 years or so and maybe there's a reason for that maybe there's a reason but but with us to talk about well the former vice president the some would have say the the somebody who should have been the 43rd president of the United States uh, depending on the uh, the court um uh, by the way I disagree with that but Mark Drake Joins us here, Mark. Uh, welcome back to the broadcast. Here,
9: thanks, Mitch. It's, it's great to be with you, and congratulations on the anniversary. Why? Thank
8: you very much. This is it's, it's every day's a blessing on the radio here. But uh, so you, uh, we're, we're, the subject is Al Gore, and we'll come back to exactly why he's in the quote news end quote. Cause it's not really the news per se, but it should be perhaps in some ways, especially in as much as how it connects with the state of Minnesota. But you and Al Gore uh go way back. Twenty years ago you were well, well you were nostril deep in, in Al Gore trivia if if I recall correctly. Let you elaborate on that.
9: That that's absolutely right, Mitch. You know, in, in two thousand I was part of the Republican National Committee's research team and uh spent Hours and hours and hours researching Al Gore. Spent a lot of time in Tennessee working on microfilm, uh, a lot of stuff. Ooh, I, not remember, on the, yeah. I remember microfilm. Was not on the Internet then. Uh, we had a great team, uh, Tim Griffin. He's uh, now the lieutenant governor of Arkansas. He was part of that team. Matt Rhodes ran Romney's campaign. He was part of that team. And Barbara Comstock was my boss. She was a uh, congresswoman from Virginia. So, I know several of those names. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. So, so yeah. We, so we had a great team, and, and we were all uh, – immersed in al gore's life and career so Uh, and i i don't know if it was
8: your research but i remember a lot of the Apo research that came out about al gore for example his vaunted vietnam record where he had a a senior nco shepherding around him around the place to make sure he didn't get anywhere near any action which is not to heckle him in any way i mean he at least went to vietnam i'll give him that much but but when he tried to pass himself off as, as, well, not Rambo, but just like every other GI that went to, uh, to Vietnam. Not quite so, Mark Drake.
9: Yeah, you know, he, he was prone to exaggeration. Of course, I think the biggest exaggeration you'll remember from, from that campaign is that he took the initiative in creating the Internet. That's Right. That's right. Which everyone sort of forgets now, I guess, because it's been so long.
8: I made that reference. I was, I guess it was my pre-show shout-out. We were talking a little bit about this interview, and, and uh, boy, that's that's the one thing that we all owe Al, Al Gore, yeah. is, is the Internet that, that brings this show to so many of you out there, including the live stream that's out there right now. You can thank the former vice president uh, and perhaps most boring speaker in the world. I, I do, That's one thing I remember from the 2000 presidential campaign is having to listen to. To Al Gore, as someone who's the son of a speech teacher, as someone for whom speech has been the family business for a couple generations here at nine right now, listening to Al Gore would have been, had we had to listen to him for four to eight years, would have been almost as bad as listening to I don't know President Al Franken for forty
2: eight years.
9: Yeah, awful. Uh, yeah, Al Gore certainly wouldn't. Uh, very much uh, continues on. Uh-huh. He was he was uh, did a virtual speech this week, uh, University of Minnesota Humphrey School and. I was going to ask you about that. He did a sp- that's why you're here we're talking about the speech he gave at the Humphrey School.
8: And when we talked about at the Humphrey School naively being a, a pre-2020 kind of person, I thought, "Oh, great. He came out to the Humphrey School, perhaps on a private jet, certainly flying first class, racking up that carbon footprint coming to the Twin Cities and and came here and gave a talk at the Humphrey Institute." Not so much.
9: Right. This was a virtual uh, speech, and, and the President Gable and, and I think three or four other people introduced him, and, and then I think he gave kind of his general canned remarks about climate change. I think he does these these speeches pretty frequently. Yeah, no, he's made quite the grift out of it this last 20 years.
8: It's made him a, if not a billionaire, it's certainly a very, very wealthy man uh, pitching these, the, the I mean, pitching all sorts of things. I mean, his, his carbon, uh, carbon credit scam certainly made him a very wealthy man i mean i mean fobbing off uh basically selling virtue signaling as a commodity i mean it's brilliant i mean this is this is before cryptocurrency i mean if uh, i mean i mean where where progressive guilt is the crypto mine i mean that that's a that's a source
9: that that makes bitcoin look like a complete piker <laughs> yeah al al has done very well for himself of course he's on the apple board uh made a fortune there and, you know, in 2013, I, I don't think a lot of people know this or remember this, but he, he owned uh, Current TV and he, he sold uh, his piece of that, his share of that for $100 million to the government of Qatar, which, you know, state-run Al Jazeera. And uh, as you know, Qatar has the largest carbon footprint uh, per capita of any country in the world now
8: it has a population roughly the size of my native north dakota and cranks out an awful lot of oil that being said this does tell you a little something about the 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 view of the world that that al gore has i mean it's all he is but he's been looking out for number one just fine over this last 20 years here and uh, by the way current tv now, there's a blast from the past. This is going to be Al Gore's uh, way of of rectifying the, the stifling conservative balance in America's
9: media market yeah. <laughs> yeah, certainly he, he did really well uh, with that sale of Current TV. Yeah, and of course, I, for those of you who haven't heard of Current TV or
8: haven't heard of it recently – Join the crowd i don't I never saw it. I don't, did it ever broadcast anything was it was it any more was there more substance to it than the concept of the carbon
9: credit itself? I think it had very limited reach and, and he was uh looking to unload it and obviously he made a pretty penny there when he sold it to uh the government of Qatar there. so we are here to talk about his and i quote speech end quote
8: that he gave at the Humphrey. Uh, institute this past week in uh, conjunction with uh attorney general keith ellison as i recall correctly here. well
9: well there is there is uh you know something that that gore has been active with and then ellison now has picked up the ball but in 2016 uh gore and er- eric schneiderman who was then the um, new york attorney general he had a me too problem which which felled him as an elected official but they announced a, a climate change lawsuit and uh that lawsuit was was filed in 16, and then by 19, that was dismissed by a judge. Um, the, the judge at the time said that, uh, you know, it was it was basically a, a garbage lawsuit. And Ellison has now picked up the ball, and he's running with a similar lawsuit here in Minnesota. So he's kind of taken the Alcor, Al Gore template and run with it and uh, – you know, I think you'll have a similar result ultimately. So, so
8: d- how is this? Is this, by the way, related to the to the similar litigation we were talking about the last time we were on the broadcast here?
9: We are. So, so Climate dot has done has done a ton of work on this. Uh, I would encourage all your listeners to go to ClimateLitigationWatch.org, dot org, but that they, they can walk you through how powerful outside uh, groups from outside Minnesota, uh, Michael Bloomberg, Rockefeller Family Foundation, how they're. Uh, Bloomberg has has put two attorneys in the attorney general's office, not paid for by Mitch or Mark or the taxpayers of Minnesota. They're paid for by Michael Bloomberg's foundation, and they work in the attorney general's office uh, in the state of Minnesota going after energy companies. Yeah, basically you have plutocrats with deep pockets
8: bypassing the nonprofit industrial complex and buying themselves uh, representation in the state's executive branch, which should infuriate you. Of course— there are so many things to be furious about these days, Mark Drake. I mean, what with uh, parents being told to butt out of their kids' education and uh, and the entire right wing of, of American politics being slandered as as goose-stepping stormtroopers here. So it's hard to, to schedule and uh, the ire that we need to feel about this in and among all the other outrages that are out there yet. They, and, and yet, the idea that parts, we've discussed this at least once or twice in the past, the idea that parts of our executive branch... To say nothing of parts of our legislative branch are up for sale to the highest bidder
9: should really uh, should should really strike home with people. Yeah, I think whether you're a liberal or a conservative or, or you're a moderate, you should not want your government for sale to the highest bidder. I, I don't think we should literally have billionaires funding uh, employees that work in the attorney general's office or any executive office. It's crazy, and and they're able to do it. The folks' names, uh, Lee Curry and Peter Cerdo are the attorneys. They're paid for by uh, Michael Bloomberg through, through something through New York University. Um, they have a state energy and environmental. Environmental impact Center there at NYU well and I'll post the link to
8: uh, climate litigation at shotinthedark.info info for those of you who uh, need need a, a pointer to that this is important stuff I've posted it at the shot in the dark before we'll do it I, I have on we will be posting it quite a bit in the future here so uh, mark Drake so let's let's talk about the uh, about Al Gores speech I, I know better than to ask if there are any surprises because spontaneity is not something we associate with Al Gore, uh, or or much of anything interesting for that matter at all. But anything particular about the speech that was notable to people in the state of Minnesota?
9: Well, you know, you you had the the wooden uh, presentation, which I think you always get with Al. Check. Uh, You know, one of the things I I just, as as a Minnesotan and a taxpayer, you know, I tuned in and I don't know how many people were on it, but it was disappointing that they had just pre- Screened, obviously canned uh, questioners throwing up softballs. I mean, they were students. Oh, yeah. But, you know, there was nothing in there about some of the other things he, he's done or said that are controversial, um, some of his predictions about environmental apocalypse that haven't quite come through yet. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. I thought we were all supposed to be dead by now as well here.
8: We're talking with Mark Drake uh, about the ties that the Ellison uh, administration as attorney general has to big climate. I mean, we can talk big pharma, big oil, big steel. Why not talk big climate? I mean, they're a part of the nonprofit industrial complex that certainly, well, as we've seen, wields immense and dubiously ethical power here in the state of Minnesota. Uh, got questions from Mark Drake. Give us a call. 651-289-4488. Go nowhere.
6: Have you recently received a quote for an exterior home improvement project that was so high it made you seriously consider selling the house instead? In today's market, it's more important than ever to get multiple bids to make sure you're getting the best possible prices on any investment in your home. I'm Ryan with my three quotes. Not only can I provide you the most competitive bids in the Twin Cities for free, but I can guarantee it will be the quickest and easiest way to get them. Whether you need siding, roofing, or windows, I will personally come to your house for a short meeting so we can determine which name brands make the most sense for you and your house. And I'm all about multiple options so you can have a variety of price points to choose from. A few days later, you'll receive an email from me with the bids attached. I've done the homework on brands and contractors so you don't have to. It's that simple. No salespeople, no pressure, and no obligation to buy. To set up one short meeting with me, visit GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com.
9: Your pressure washer needs the right accessories. Those are the tools you use to get your job done. We are proud to offer Minnesota made products like the Aqua Rocket rotating nozzle and Hydroflex's line of hydro excavating tools, including their switch blade and their legendary rip saw nozzle. All quality and all made in Minnesota. Call us today at 763-521-4442.
5: Personalities, a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. Their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing, and their prices are the best in the business. If you have hair loss, don't put this off another day. Contact iNeedMoreHair.com at their office in Egan for your free consultation. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at iNeedMoreHair.com. AM 1280, the Patriot,
8: the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651 289 4488. We have questions or comments from Mark Drake from climate litigationwatch.org. Hey, don't forget, uh, uh, SalemNow.com is uh, your best streaming platform out there, and it doesn't require a monthly fee of any kind. You can check out uh, great features like Cigar Night with Prager. That's right, Dennis Prager, Dan Proft, and Sean Thompson. Grab a cigar and a beverage and discuss the biggest issues of our day. COVID-19, the economy, the, the Biden administration, uh, the rise in violence, 22-22 midterms, uh, whether or not we should all support Brandon and how much at all. It's all on demand. There's also archive video featuring Dennis of PragerU, uh, interviews with Christian artists, live music, much more. Go to SalemNow.com or just try watching on the go or casting to your TV with the free Salem now app we've got you covered coming and going here uh by the way we're talking with mark drake from uh climate research watch climate litigation watch dot sorry about that so that's a long one but i have it posted at shot dot info right now for those of you who like me uh have a hard time remembering those long urls here right now so we've been talking and this this is a subject that goes back a bit uh between us now uh mark drake about how uh Progressive plutocrats at Deep Pockets have bought themselves not only uh, a couple of seats at the attorney general's office, but also seem to have found themselves a, uh, a willing sucker at the uni- University of Minnesota Law School who is able to file some of these cookie cutter cases. Uh and and do it and use their position at the U of M Law School to give it the cover of being some organic uh organic litigation, whereas it is in fact copied and pasted from I think the count was two dozen other lawsuits, just like it around the country here. Yeah. But this is government. At least we can rest assured that there will be a trail of accountability and paperwork that documents exactly how this stuff all works so that someday people interested in transparency can dig
9: into it, because there's
8: no possible way this stuff can pass by without some kind of accountability
9: in Minnesota government. Can, can it, Mark Drake? Yeah, you, mu- you <laughs> must be new here, Mitch. Uh- <laughs> Just one point of clarification. I'm not with Climate Litigation Watch, but, but they do uh, obviously a lot of good work here. Yes. And, and I've relied on their research. But, yeah, that's that's right, that's right Mitch. Um, Ellison has has placed, uh, through Michael Bloomberg's foundation, uh, two attorneys in the attorney general's office, Leah Curry, Peter Cerdo. They're there uh, through through an NYU uh, program. And interestingly enough, Mr. Cerdo and, and Lee Curry, they do not have to file Ah, uh, paperwork, personal financial disclosure paperwork with the state, uh, which to me seems pretty outrageous and and unacceptable. Having run a subchapter S
8: corporation where you have to file paperwork every time you buy toilet paper for your office, I find that absolutely gobsmacking that an arrangement like this can pass by without so much as a as a post it note somewhere in the state archives.
9: Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible, and and, and I've said to people, you know, imagine if. Uh, pro-life group or the nra were funding a, a conservative to have quote fellows in his off his or her office uh you know doing litigation on behalf of the state i mean i think it's outrageous and i think when you explain this to the average person they find it uh pretty unsavory so just to connect the dots here folks this is uh,
8: the the action that's going on right now the the litigation that that these rental lawyers that uh, michael bloomberg's hired guns in the attorney general's office are filing is essentially of a piece descended from the from the litigation that al gore and his crowd filed in the earlier part of the decade here which was shot down pretty much wholesale gunned down like uh like flies and yet we're back at it again
9: here spending state and bloomberg money uh, on this yet again what's the purpose to it all do we know Well, I I think Ellison is obviously using that Al Gore template, and he's trying to be as – have almost zero transparency. There's a a case here that's pending before the state Supreme Court where uh, Gore is required to turn over a number of communications – not Gore. uh, Ellison is required to turn over a number of communications relative to the case, and he's fighting that to the hilt. And uh, we we should see some action on that here in – in a couple of weeks, Doug Seaton uh, and his team are up at the Upper Midwest Law Center. They're handling that piece. What um,
8: is it um, with, with Tim Waltz's uh, executive branch officers defying court orders? I mean, Keith Ellison's got one going on. Steve Simon is defying, uh, defying three court orders that result from uh, his being defeated in court by the Minnesota Voters Alliance, of all people. I mean— we have an
9: administration that seems to think it's above the law. Is this a, is this a flawed perception, Mark Drake? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm less familiar with with Steve Simon, but I, I can say with Ellison, obviously, he, he's he's flouting, uh, you know, the law here, and he's trying to hide as as much as he can here relative to this uh, climate litigation lawsuit that he's involved in so what i mean this this is the question i like to come to every time we we
8: have a discussion like this what is it that people can do to seek some sort of accountability some redress some some consequences for this this sort of not just corruption but flouting of the rules in a way that would get you and i average
9: schnooks out on the street uh thrown in the pokey you know, I, I think people should call their, their state rep, call their state senator, call, call Keith Ellison. Uh, I, I doubt Keith will be very um, helpful, but just make, make, your, make your view known. Tell them, you know, you find this unacceptable that we basically have rental lawyers um, in the attorney general's office who are doing the bidding of, you know, New York billionaires. I mean, I just don't think Minnesota taxpayers uh, are, are real keen on that. Now, this, is, this, this
8: strikes me as something that will need to be settled in the legislature at some point, there need to be some ethics rules uh, imposed by the legislature on the executive branch. And I'm thinking, given my representatives, Rena Moran and Sandy Pappas, that it's going to have to wait until there's a Republican administration, God willing. I'm I'm willing to to do that because God knows it's going to be an unanswered phone call until then. But for the rest of this state, especially the parts of this audience that live in districts with functional two-party systems, this is something that
9: needs to get some attention, the extent to which the executive branch is for lease to the highest bidder. Yeah, no question. I mean, there is a Republican state Senate so maybe somebody uh, runs with it there and, and puts forward some kind of legislation um, outlawing this practice I know there are other states that have dealt with this issue and they have said you know we're going to do away with this got any examples I mean what have they done what did it what did it take do you recall
8: yeah like, this is kind of an
9: on the spot question yeah. here, but yeah it, it's been it's been a while since I looked at it but I know I think I think I want to say Virginia um, even though they have a democratic uh, House and Senate I believe I, they, they did address this issue. Uh, they had something similar, and uh, yeah, I think Northam, I think signed it. So, you know, it, there are some states where you, even though you have a Democratic legislature and governor, where they they just find this practice setting a terrible precedent. It should, at the very least, be an uh, should be a nonpartisan issue.
8: I mean, fairness, transparability, uh, tra- transparability, transparency. Although transparency is a great neologism, if I say so myself, Uh, and and not selling government off bits and pieces in bits and pieces to the highest bidder would seem to be a a bipartisan issue, even if the idea that as a Democrat, you might want to make sure that some future Republican uh, legislator, legislature uh, or sorry, sorry, governor and executive branch doesn't start doing, as you say, uh, uh, farming out bits and pieces of the attorney general's office to the NRA and pro-life across Minnesota.
9: Yeah, I mean, I think I think liberals and conservatives should be able to come to some agreement here that we should not farm out um, state work to private um, interests. It's just it's just not right. It's obviously a terrible precedent, and who knows where it leads? Yeah, well, that's
8: a great question. I mean, it, we, we, where does it lead if this lawsuit, uh, for example, goes ahead and somehow gets past the various level of courts? I mean, what? Uh, if, if what what is Bloomberg spending the money for? What result is he hoping to see out of this copy-and-paste litigation, Mark? Right well,
9: I, I think he's really just trying to kneecap the energy industry. Obviously, we've had a lot of success here with, with Line 3 yes. go, going through uh, despite, you know, Endless opposition and and people trying to gum that up for for years and years, but I think that's ultimately what what Bloomberg and and uh, his allies are driving at. If you've ever heard the sound that happens at the
8: XL Energy Center when a, when a, a puck leaks past the the Wild's goalie, that oh kind of sound, that's the sound in my neighborhood in Reno Moran's district. I heard when the the the, the final. Uh, pipe on the line three was laid a couple weeks ago. So yeah, there is there is some opposition out there, and I'm amazed we got that one through. Mark, yeah,
9: it, it was great to see. I, I know a lot of the uh, blue collar hard hats uh, were very pleased with it, and it, it took a long time, but it's obviously a great uh, project for our ener- energy security. One other point I just wanted to make, before we wrap here, is you know, the University of Minnesota Law Professor Alexander Clash, she's kind of been put forward here as a front man for for this. Um, litigation. She wrote a memo, um, you know, but did she really produce it on her own? I think there's a fair amount of doubt about that. And they've tried to use kind of a local group called Fresh Energy to, to push some of this stuff, but it's really, you know, out-of-state folks uh, pushing a lot of this behind the scenes. So it's not just Copy and paste
8: litigation, which, by the way, I was reliably informed in 2010 and 2012 was a terrible, terrible thing when it came from Alec. Uh, anybody remembers that particular uh, fiasco? Uh, terrible thing. Then apparently, perfectly acceptable right now. But it's not just litig, uh, not just legislation. Uh, it's also academic opinion from our supposedly independent academia in this state.
9: Yeah, that's that's right. There, there's a, a, a law professor, Alexander Class, at the U of M, and, yes. and she helped. Helped, uh, produce pitch and signed a memo. you know, I think it's pretty clear uh, you know pushing Ellison to make the case for this climate lawsuit.
8: Last question, Mark Drake, uh, this lawsuit is it's is it does it have a court date is it coming up soon or is it the- you know there's
9: it's, it's I don't know if they've set a date for it, but it should be pretty soon in at least the transparency piece um, at the uh, state Supreme Court
8: here. That should be interesting. well let's do stay in touch on this because this is fascinating stuff and uh, yet more ammunition that should come up in the race for the Attorney General's office next year in the midterms, a race where maybe the one time that we get one really good shot we get at Keith Ellison here at this rate here, uh, in, in terms of getting him out of office, electorally speaking here, God knows the, the legal system's never going to touch him. So, Mark Drake, uh, a pleasure as always. Stay in touch. Let's uh, let's keep talking about this as events warrant.
9: Thanks, Mitch. Happy Halloween to you and your audience.
8: Uh, likewise uh, to you as well here. 651-289-4488, the number to call. When we Come back. We'll be reprising our subject from a couple weeks ago on the goings on, the shenanigans, dare we say the miscreancy in the Stillwater School Board and what you can do about it with a little bit of luck, especially if you, you know, live in Stillwater. Go nowhere. We'll be right back.
10: As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. Join me every Sunday at 4 p.m. for the Victory Hour, when we will talk politics, Israel,
1: and the law. The Victory Hour, Sunday afternoons at 4, here on The
7: Patriot.
10: I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie
7: We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started.
10: Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-860-4610. 800-860-4610. 800-860-4610. That's 800-860-4614
7: unless you've visited our studios you probably haven't seen how clean they are but i assure you you can hear it hey i'm trevor k checking in on behalf of forever cleaning tasha and the team at forever cleaning are a big part of why we sound so fantastic on air i mean have you ever heard a dusty mic not here you haven't it sounds something like this no good right but forever cleaning's attention to detail goes beyond the studios and this microphone Our break room is clean and inviting, the office areas are orderly and organized, and the bathrooms are always spotless. If you need Forever Cleaning's expert care in your office or store, or you just want to make certain your mic sounds as good as mine, well then reach out to Tasha and her expert team today at forevercleaning.com. That's forevercleaning.com to schedule your free walkthrough and quote. Forevercleaning.com, that's the number 4, E-V-R, cleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene,
0: who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective
1: on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. AM
8: 1280 The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488 to the number to call should you care to join us. And, well, I really hope you do. Uh, by the way, don't forget, the Decision 2021 School Board Elections Replay... Is coming up tomorrow. Uh, which Brad Carlson leads a discussion uh, with Tanya Simons, John Hinderrocker Roger Peterson, talking about critical race theory, mask requirements, and uh, comprehensive sex ed during the classroom. No,
1: point in asking, you'll get your reply.
8: no, there is a point in asking. You will get a reply, at least from us. Now, that song, by the way, which was my high school prom theme, pretty vacant by the Sex Pistols, uh, is it's a great uh, motto for for how school boards are treating things these days. I didn't plan that segue. Sometimes heaven just sends the lines to you. And with us to discuss that, uh, from, uh, from uh, save, save, save Public Education. What's the group again, Sandy? Go ahead. Rescue, Rescue, public, Rescue public Education. education. <laughs> I will post that link at shotinthedark.info. Uh, back from a couple weeks back, we have Sandy Hainer uh, from Rescue Public Education.
11: Hello, thank you. Uh,
8: great to have you. Dee Dee Armstrong joins us here again. Good to be here. Great to, and a parent from the Greater Stillwater area, Heidi Adam. Yes, thank you for having me. Just a random parent off the street, not deterred by Terry McCall saying you got no business influencing your kids' education.
12: Oh no, not at all deterred. <laughs> it
8: doesn't sound like it. Here, we'll come back to whatever was the straw that broke the camel's back, as far as this goes here. But let's uh, let's talk about developments. We had you guys on the show what three, four weeks ago, talking about uh, trying to trying to well <laughs> rescue uh, public education. In the greater Stillwater area, and of course, this is uh, morphed out, uh, outside uh, of Stillwater. There, we had a great discussion uh, this past week with Brad Carlson and the rest of the crew, which, by the way, will be coming up again tomorrow here on AM Twelve A, the Patriot, from one to three. Uh, but the story did not end a couple weeks ago. Here, in fact, it just keeps getting more interesting. Dee Dee Armstrong, uh, mm-hmm. we, d- there's deception.
13: There that. is deception. There's deception in how. Um, things are handled in terms of advertising to get more money by the district advertising to um, get more voters out the, the, all the various principals miraculously all sent a very similar email, as though they just penned it themselves, to scare parents into giving them more money via a levy.
8: It's interesting how much of this of the of the narrative on these issues, not just this one, but our previous issue, uh, where you have the state of Minnesota selling out, uh, selling off parts of its executive branch to the likes of Michael Bloomberg, thus to uh, advance copy and paste legislation from other. Uh, other jurisdictions uh, to, to harass energy in- the en- energy industry. It happens here in the school board business as well, including Sandy uh, Hainer, up to and including the speeches that the people who are supporting the levy and the school district are giving. Uh, yes. Y- as if they have a, a, a service that's telling people what to say or something?
11: Yes, we have um, been doing some data requests, Minnesota data requests. I, I suggest all um, districts take part in that. But that is how you find out Some sneaky things confirm what you already know. So we go to Open Forum, and it's just flooded with all of this staff who financially benefit from everyone agreeing with what's going on, and you feel like there's something going on there. It seems a little bit planned. And then now we have data requests that show yes, we have administrative staff reaching out to other staff saying, "Hey, look, there's an opportunity. Sign up for Open Forum early because we wouldn't want those other people to get a chance." (laughs) And we'll have some speeches prepared. And now you know um, there's all kinds of ways to justify that, but. Um, we have other data requests that show that, um, you know, this is how we can help um, create a manufactured narrative that the community doesn't actually see as a concern. Let's bring it up at open forum. Make sure you sign up early because we'd hate for those other people to show up. So, you know, you just got to be really um aware of what's being said and who's saying it.
8: Yeah, and, and the idea that the district is basically bringing in ringers from its own side yep. to flood mm-hmm. the zone and, and to create, you know, to dilute the conversation. Yes. Uh, it's something, I mean, it's a little, it's a slightly more nuanced version of what we've seen in some other school boards, uh, Heidi, Adam, where uh, the school board says, we're just not going to allow subjects X, Y, and Z, so let's carry on and talk about, I don't know, stuffing envelopes for the, the, the parents party here. Uh, Heidi, Adam, uh, what, what what's got you into this issue? here
12: well last summer uh when things all were erupting around nationally with um subjects like uh, so racial you know justice and and things like that in yeah. schools um crt it, it kind of got me thinking i saw actual examples of it happening with my my children in, in the public school uh, i started coming to the the board meetings and um it i just attending just the second board meeting really opened my eyes to uh other things that were going on and then it was the the levy so just a, that's where i've i've come in um
8: what are the things that were going on? Because I remember the moment when I went to a St. Paul school board meeting. This was over a decade ago. And I thought, holy cow, this has gone so far beyond anything. Of course, mm-hmm. I live in St. Paul. So mm-hmm. that's just sort of the, the, the default setting in the Minneapolis and St. Paul. But anything in particular that made you just slap your head and go, foo, chica, pesta, I had no idea this was bad.
12: Mm-hmm. Well, my daughter was in fourth grade. And every Friday, uh, they would watch CNN 10. Okay. So there was a supposed a news um, but it was just one-sided. It only came from a trusted news source, correct? It was a, that was how it was perceived. Uh-huh. There was never another viewpoint. Then my my son in high school, um there were Black Lives Matter flags in his classroom. Yeah. And you know there wasn't any other perspective.
8: Right. And, and and it's just amazing. I mean, Terry McAuliffe uh, this past week, I, actually there was an op-ed that appeared in the Washington Post this past week that said, well, we we can't have parents getting involved in education because that will affect whether the kids learn how to think critically. And, and I'm thinking, schools haven't taught critical thinking. I mean, they barely taught it when I was a kid, uh, but they didn't actively squelch it either. I, you, you can't really say that that's what they're doing these days, Dee. Dee.
13: No, I think that um, we've gotten off into, we don't even really... Manage to teach reading and math anymore? <laughs> yeah. We, we uh, if we look statewide, nobody's reading scores are knocking it out of the ballpark right now. Um, but we're really good at teaching something called social emotional learning, which is teaching you how you're supposed to feel about some certain topics, and that's how it's all slid in super slick.
8: Yeah, and it's sort of this incremental approach. I mean, where they can plausibly say, "Well, we're not teaching, and we're not indoctrinating. We're just." Teaching a subject that is the, the 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 indoctrination light version of the subject here, so it, it occurs to me. By the way, six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. The question uh, you, you want to call here, uh, by all it gives. So so let's talk. I mean, the the real issue, other than trying to get some writing candidates onto the school board here, uh, Sandy Hayner, is the levy that's going on here right now, and a lot of this deception uh, is mm-hmm. going into. Basically, uh, giving parents and voters in Stillwater an impression of what this levy actually is and apparently how it like the infrastructure bill costs zero dollars. Uh, <laughs> what, what is it there? What is it that the school board is trying to tell the voters in Stillwater uh, that is not, in fact, true?
11: Well, there's a lot. But the short version is they're trying to tell you that it's just pennies on the dollar and it's not really even an increase. It's just a renewal. And none of that is true. They're going from a $12 million (laughs) levy to, you know, just under, well, a $19 million, just under $20 million levy. And they're doing some fancy math and some reinvesting of some levy dollars. They're going to bond those out, and somehow that's a different discount in taxes. And so you're supposed to think it's just $0.17 cents a month increase. Uh-huh. Um, the Vote Yes crew is running around telling people your total bill would be $12 a month. That is just categorically false. The total bill is $583. And whether the money oh. is an issue for you doesn't really matter. The issue is honesty, right? It's an issue well, of trust, and our fixed incomes – can't afford that, and to keep minimizing that part of our community while screaming, you need to do this for the community, and yet just cutting off the fact that 80% of Uh, Taxpayers don't have kids in 834 schools, and their voices do matter. Certainly their money matters. And so getting out the vote, because the last couple of levies and bonds that have gone through have had a very, very small voter turnout. And so they're banking on you not showing up. And they're banking on you believing lies and not looking into it yourself.
8: And it's amazing how few people know how much money goes into schools. When you think city government, people assume it's about roads, it's about plowing without any evidence in St. Paul to that effect, I'll, I'll add. Uh, but in fact, school districts spend more money in many cases than the than the cities that they are in. In St. Paul, the St. Paul public school budget is bigger than the city of St. Paul's budget, and there is no Todd Axtell in the St. Paul public schools mm. making any portion of it worthwhile. A similar situation in Stillwater?
13: Yeah, definitely. Um, the, the Stillwater school district has about 8,200 kids in it, and our budget is $117 million just, wow. just for the general
11: fund, it's that's just the Yeah, million. if you
13: encounter mm-hmm. food service and and um,
11: community ed, it's, it's plus the bonding that
8: goes into any building of the building. Yeah, that's that, not
11: even including yeah. bonds for building. We're still paying one off, and they want another one into the next year.
8: Well, okay, mm-hmm. quarter yeah. of a
11: billion dollars, folks, yeah. line it up.
8: I know they they certainly have a nice uh, little little rocket going there. Let's uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, Rosemary, you are on the phone with Dee Dee, Sandy, and Heidi. Go right ahead.
4: Hi, ladies. Thank you for what you're doing. I'm so proud of you. Um, I've seen the way that some people on social media respond to you and others who are just <laughs> voicing their concerns or and actually just sharing facts. And they're so mean. And instead of you know talking about the facts, it looks like they're attacking your character rather than discussing the issues. And so <laughs> I just feel like the cancel culture is so vicious, and, and how do you overcome that? You know, I, I saw a woman with a vote no sign um, earlier today, and people were screaming at her, you hate kids. Uh-huh. And it's like, no, we don't hate kids. We want to demand better. And how do, you think, how do you tell your friends that you want to vote no, but you're still four kids? I'm really struggling with this. And, Mitch, thank you so much for having this topic today. You're
8: the best. Oh, thank, thank you. you, ladies. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Back at you. You're the, you're the best caller we've had all... No, seriously. <laughs> thank you very much for calling. No, in fact, this ties into a, a bit of behavior I documented some time ago. I called Berg's 16th Law of Cognitive Dissipation, which reads, and I follow, the percentage of progressives outside of academia, and sometimes inside, who can make it to the second round of a debate without running out of facts <clears throat> and having to switch to deflection, ad hominem, strawman or... Or just plain character assassination is well within the statistical margin of error i ran into it as a blogger i ran into it as a talk show host i ran into it as a, as a second amendment advocate as a and for that matter as a charter school advocate the number of people who are arrayed against us who cannot get through more than one round of easily flinched factoids <laughs> without having to go after your character your ancestry your personality or whether you indeed love your children really or not it, it on masks and vaccinations as well out there ladies and gentlemen. I mean it's it's within low fractions of single digits uh Sandy mm-hmm. uh, you, you have a perspective on this
11: oh boy yeah, I um <laughs> I don't dabble in next store, but I did last week and that was wow so you're right it was uh, yeah. I mean I'm just posting that the numbers there's this big 17 cent lie and so as I'm you know pointing out that that's not true I mean, there was just so many character attacks. And and the caller is right. That definitely happens. How you get through it, though, is just, you know, we don't... Clearly, this other person and I do not align on principles. And so you know, their disapproval of me, you know, you just have to really, it doesn't really matter, right? Because it, you're not somebody that I have a close relationship with or that I respect. And so, you know, like if my grandma disapproved, then I'd be concerned. But if people who want to um, tear people apart disapprove of me, it's okay that we're not friends. Just yeah, be brave. Yeah,
8: yeah, absolutely. And, and a, a person's opinion should, uh, the respect you have for someone's opinion should be earned. And throwing nothing but ad homina and slander and mm-hmm. character assassination earns no respect from anyone nor should it and yeah keep the faith as far as that goes another segment coming up with dd Dee Dee, sandy and heidi uh we'll get to the last names again here we're, we're up against the post but uh, give us a call 651-289-4488 northern alliance radio network am 1280 the patriot am
1: 1280 the patriot sightseeing in paris at the mall in bloomington Or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
3: Some of your
7: favorite pastors and authors are bringing you their most popular devotionals free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend focused time in God's Word. Sign up for daily devotionals from Crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox with devotionals for parenting, singles, women, and more. Crosswalk.com provides spiritual growth for every stage of life. Crosswalk.com is a division of
11: Salem Media Group.
10: Hi, break time?
1: I know you. I'm Colaguard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. It seems like you take care of yourself.
12: I do. I play
6: tennis. Try to eat well.
1: What about screening for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. Colon cancer is more treatable when it's caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and is used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages.
13: This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Coligard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer.
1: Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider
10: or an online prescriber if Coligard is right for you, or visit requestcoligard.com. I'm on it. Excellent. Hi, this is Eric with the Kingdom Builders. During a recent meeting, I was pretty amazed at how everyone got along so well and we all agreed on just about everything. I think it's because we have strived for years to have everyone doing a job that they enjoy. We think that ends up being a benefit to our customers. When you like what you're doing, you tend to do a better job, as well as have a better attitude. Over the years, I've tried a variety of jobs at the Kingdom Builders. I've tried sales, project managing, installing doors, working in the office, but currently I'm installing gutters and loving it. It's a pleasure to be able to do my job well and enjoy doing it. So if you need a roof or gutters, give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up online at TheKingdomBuilders.com. That's TheKingdomBuilders.com.
4: frighten someone's day with a free e-card from the largest online christian greeting card site crosscards.com there's one for every occasion birthdays holidays or just to let someone know you care crosscards.com is a division of salem media group
14: am
8: 1280 the patriot the Northern Alliance Radio Network 651-289-4488. Hey, don't forget my band Elephant in the Room coming up at the uh, at the North Star Barn Grill in St. Paul 2 weeks from tonight. It's down on Payne Avenue at Case. If you have two left feet, feel free. Uh, we all do. Nobody dances today these days anyway. So, stop on out. that's uh, my band Elephant in the Room coming up 2 weeks from tonight at the North Star Barn Grill, Payne and Case. In St. Paul, you think Payne Avenue, you think, ooh, ooh, danger. No, no, it's not that bad, down Come on down early. Get yourself a parking spot. It's a, g- a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to have a great time. It's our, our next gig we have scheduled for a bit here. So come on. hope to see you there. Anyway, uh, by the way, I, was, I didn't get a chance to talk about this in the first segment. It's our last show before the upcoming uh, city elections in St. Paul. So let me just put it this way. If you want St. Paul to simultaneously become unaffordable, blighted, and gentrified all at the same time, vote yes on the rent stabilization uh, initiative uh, this this coming Tuesday. Otherwise, if you don't want St. Paul to simultaneously become blighted, gentrified, and completely unaffordable to the poor uh, then feel free to vote yes on it. That really does state it in uh, no uncertain terms here. So anyway, we're talking uh, Stillwater uh, school board politics and the levy with uh, with Dee, Dee Armstrong, uh, Sandy Hainer and Heidi Adam from Rescue Public Education. I had to learn all these long URLs today. It's been <laughs> a difficult day for me. Uh, I, along with Climate Litigation Watch in the previous uh, segment here. At any rate, uh, It could be worse. And, in fact, we were discussing that during the the break here. Uh, If you think it's bad now that the uh, school board and the National Public Schools uh, School Boards Association is flooding the zone with money, and uh, narrative parroting drones, it could be much worse. There is a proposal on the way that would make elections completely irrelevant, completely, D.D. Armstrong.
13: Voting on levies would become irrelevant. Okay. Um, Minnesota School Board Association uh, wants a bill passed where school districts statewide, once they pass a levy, they would no longer need to go to voters to uh, renew levies, that the school board itself could just decide that the, the, we're just going to keep on renewing it. Of course, the school board association think that's a great idea because, well, then we don't have to deal with the pesky taxpayers and parents being involved.
8: Yeah, it, it gets all that campaigning, all that having to convince people out of the way. And, and yes, it is just levies, but I mean, the money is where it, it really impacts the, the community. I mean, the amount of uh, you know, just this open-ended blank check that they can have in perpetuity without ever having to have any accountability with voters. I mean, Heidi, Adam, this sounds like quite a scam.
12: That's a problem for me. I know 40% of my property taxes go to the school district right yep. now. And um, the reading reading uh, proficiency is going down, down, down over the past eight years. It's it's down to now under under.
11: Sixty, well, under 51.1. 50, 50,
12: <laughs> of reading refor- proficiency for third graders, and my, my children are affected by it. I can see it. It's it's bad. Oh
8: yeah, it's and, and by the way, this is happening in all in all of the districts in the state that supposedly were the the good districts that people uh, scrambled to get their kids into Edina, Stillwater, uh, Circle Pines, all of these districts, at Maple Grove, the ones that used to be the destinations because of the education your kids got. Maybe it affects some of you. Maybe some of you moved to Stillwater because, and I quote, the schools are good. Uh, Sandy Hainer, I mean. I
11: I grew up in this district and we, I went to school and um, you know, had a great time. And but that's not, um, it's not what I've chosen for my four children. Right. I've seen what they have to offer and I have opted out. But um, I still care deeply for all the students who are in the schools. There are parents who can't you know, make the same decision. They feel you know, that this is their only choice and those children deserve better than what they are currently getting. The problem is those parents are also afraid to speak up. And so right. those of us who can, I feel like you have a duty to say something f- on behalf of those kids.
8: Let's go to the phones. I think we can squeeze in a caller real quick here uh debbie welcome to the northern alliance radio network you are on the phone with Dee, Dee, sandy and heidi
4: hey hey mitch thank you um i used to be a democrat and um with all this stuff going on uh i've 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 seen the light and uh i just want to ask these nice ladies um what can i do i'm just one person what what can i do to change things How do I come out to vote? What do I say? What do I do? You know, just tell me what I can do as just one person. And and thank you for taking my call.
8: Oh, our pleasure, Debbie. And that's a great uh, thing, to because I I like to wrap these things up with uh, what people can do to get involved and what the call to action is. And, of course, if you're anywhere to the right of center, there usually isn't a group waiting to welcome you uh, to the cause. Uh, That's one of the things that I loved about the Tea Party back in the day. Heidi, Adam, your advice to Debbie? Go out and vote on Tuesday. Bring friends, bring yeah. relatives, bring everyone in your family above the age of eighteen. Uh, we're not Democrats, so uh, maybe you are. It doesn't matter, but don't bring any dead people. Uh, but uh, vote one one time for every person, Sandy uh, Sandy uh, Hayner,
11: um, show up and pay attention and normalize this conversation. You know they they've tried to shut down any sort of opposition, and they'll they'll go after you. But the more that you you know can just be ten percent braver and have these conversations, the more we can equalize the conversation and hopefully keep it on the facts and. Not so much on the uh, super emotional feelings.
8: Dee Dee Armstrong, what's Debbie need to do?
11: Um, No matter what district you're in, there's
13: probably a levy happening in your district this year because it's an off year. Show up. Hold the line. The only way you maintain any semblance of um, a say is to hold the line on funding
8: absolutely and by the way get out and, and pay pay attention to the school board races not everyone's bad there's some good incumbents out there I, I, I can't go naming names although we have uh, a write-in we have a write-in jessica l johnson jessica johnson oh by the way i'll, I'll mm-hmm. make sure i post that it's shot in the dark here uh she is a write-in for the Stillwater school board and by the way i need to go through the through whatever process to get her on the ballot if she doesn't win this time here i mean this mm-hmm. is a it's, it's a marathon not a sprint here folks absolutely so final advice we got about 10 seconds each Didi, go Go
13: ahead um show up at school board meetings pay attention
11: to what's being said and what's not being said pay attention to who's saying it
8: uh, go ahead sandy
11: um pay attention to the ballot because legally that's the only language that counts they can promise the sun moon stars but if they don't deliver it's just called campaign promises they're not liable and make sure that they cannot afford to ignore you any longer
8: great pro tip heidi adam
11: uh, get out and vote on tuesday make your voice heard
12: um and pay attention Absolutely, going, Premier,
8: from all your mouths to God's ears. Thank you all for stopping by here today. If you're a parent in any school district, research your candidates, vote accordingly. It is your children's future and your budget uh, in, in effect here. So get out and do. It. Thank you, ladies, for coming thank out you. here. We'll do thank this you. Thank you Mitch. Let's do this again in two years here. Northern <laughs> Alliance Radio Network. Jack Tomzak <laughs> up next. Next year. God bless you all. God bless America. <laughs>
2: Attention Americans 65 and older. The Medicare annual enrollment period for 2022 has begun. This is the only time to change your Medicare Advantage plan for a whole year. And Smart Match Insurance is here to help. Do you currently have a copay? What about a high deductible? Do you pay extra for dental and vision? Are your out-of-pocket expenses just too high? If you answered yes to any of these, you should call Smart Match. Smart Match is like having a personal Medicare consultant who can help you find plans which include $0 copays, $0 deductibles, even $0.00. Dollar premiums plus dental and vision coverage for no additional cost having the wrong medicare plan can cost you thousands smart match makes it easy to find the right one with their free smart and unbiased help if you find a plan you like they can even enroll you on the spot the medicare annual enrollment period for 2022 and soon the service is free with no obligation so call smart match today call 800-871-1592 that's 800-871-1592 800-871-1592
10: Happy.
7: Happy. Happy 20...